do when it comes to their professional careers, you would expect an athlete to be so uh, focused and have that dedication and passion towards any particular sport that they are pursuing as a career. Right. Given that the kind of um, the amount of time and effort that they take in, if you look at any professional athlete's yep. daily schedule, they barely have time. They barely have time when it comes to like, you know, how fixed and dedicated they are. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Sporting Global Podcast. And today I'm here with Siddharth. And Siddharth, first of all, thanks for taking the time. How's, how's life doing so far? How are you? Hi, Oli. Thank you so much for having me on your platform. Uh, doing okay. Yeah, um, back in India right now. That's awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, like, thanks for taking the time. And we're going to dive a little bit into your background, your story with the lie sports, you know, how all of that came to life and some of the cool projects that you're working on, alongside with some great, great tips as well that you have for students, young professionals looking to get a career in sports. But first of all, you know, it would be great to just ask you a little bit about your story in the sport and say, how, how did it all start for you? Right. Uh, so, Thanks uh, for having me here, Ole. Uh, to begin with, uh, sports has been an integral part of my life. Growing up with the kind of exposure that I've had when it came to competitive sports, be it in school or in university, right. that has ingrained a lot and played a major influence for me to have founded Ville Sports today. Mm. And uh, the kind of... Um, competitive edge that is provided when it comes to sports that those life lessons are something that are instilled with me and I have carried for carried forward with that to uh, have a solid vision of long-term sports development with the platform such as Ville Sports. That's awesome. And, and where did this kind of passion for sports start for you? Like take us a little bit through you know, where this passion for being part of the sport industry and like how it all, you know, why, why did you want it to be in sports, you know? Right. So as I said, uh, uh, I've had an exposure to a lot of competitive sports, uh, yeah. be it uh, team or individual uh, sports like cricket, football, some amount of competitive golf as well. Right. So I carried those lessons forward. And when I, so right after school i did my law school i completed my law school in mm. delhi yeah. and towards the end of law school that's where i had this decision to make okay do i pursue the career as a lawyer or yeah. do i actually want to follow something that has been so fundamental mm. to my life right. that's where i made this conscious decision yeah. of choosing sports as a career and decided to uh, pursue a career in sports Mm, that, that's great. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like at the end of the day, it comes down to the passion, right? That you have have for the industry and and you have to make a decision. So obviously now you're the founder and CEO of Vilai Sports and talk about how, how did this company come to life and, and a little bit of what is the key purpose behind it? Just to take you back a little sure. bit. Sure. So because of the pandemic back in 2022, in a way, I was uh, forced to come back to India because I decided to do my master's in sports law at the Real uh, Madrid Graduate School in Spain. 
Right. And the the world was pretty clueless at that point when it came to the pandemic and like, you know, the inception of COVID and it was, it was just uh, fear that drove people like to get, to, it, it was all about survival back then. Right. Because of the decision to come back to India, initially, of course, it was a little dis- disappointing if I have to be honest, mm. because I did foresee a career going to, uh, you know, being excited to pursue a career in sports in Europe. Yeah. When I came back to India and I took some uh, time to think about like, you know, what uh, what lies ahead. That's where I identified a gap in the Indian sports market. Mm. There is India right now. In today's times, we are the most popular country in the world. Yeah. Having said that, that also indicates the amount of talent that exists in a country like India. For sure. And that's where this gap was identified where we uh, felt that having the uh, careers of certain athletes supported at the initial or at the grassroots or even at the progressive years that would make a fundamental difference and you're going to see a lot more accolades coming to the country yeah yeah for sure if you and uh, if you go to see you have the uh, counterparts like China, where if you let me put uh, Olympics, for example, sure. when you look at the Olympics, you will see the staggering number of medals that are won by countries like USA, China, United Kingdom. And if you look at India, we are making progress every single, uh, every four years at the Olympic Games. Right. These small strides are because of certain aspects that we are able to find out and identify that, okay, this is something where if we can support this athlete, they are going to get, uh, they are going to win a medal for the nation. And these are some of the things that these countries that I named earlier had identified few years m- much before com- in comparison to the other nations. And that is the success for them at the most elite level. Right. So uh, if, if we have to see the gap that we have identified in the Indian market today, mm. this is something that is going to be very crucial for an athlete's career when you're talking about athlete management. Right. right. Given the kind of, um, the kind of uh, limited support and structure, infrastructure that they're working around with, and mm. they're still able to advance so much in their careers, that's where a, a, a player like an athlete management can come into the picture to boost and uplift their career. Right. And try and, and, try and really help them take it to the next level sure. to get them on that same competitive edge. Right. Essentially building the structure around it, right? To simplify the, the daily life of an athlete, right? And and as you were saying, India is a lot of people, <laughs> as I think most of us know, and there, there there's a lot of talent there, right? But then it's it's about, you know, as you were saying, it's you know, making sure that this talent is actually, you know, taking it to the next step because you know there's a lot of talent there, but if they don't have, you know, the the support around them, you know, it, it will be hard to take it to the next level and compete at the highest level. But I'm glad to kind of see see that, you know, this is improving, as you were saying, for every four years in the Olympics, you see, you know, increase per participation and and performance, of course, over time. And and as you were, you know, kind of covering, you know, one of the key areas of the company is athlete management. And 
Go a little bit more in depth on how you manage athletes. What are some of the things that you do in order to help the athletes? All right. So this is an interesting question that you asked, Ole, because um, if you look at what athletes do when it comes to their professional careers, you would expect an athlete to be so uh, focused and have that dedication and passion towards any particular sport that they are pursuing as a career. Right. Given that the kind of um, the amount of time and effort that they take in, if you look at any professional athletes yep. daily schedule, they barely have time. They barely have time when it comes to like, you know, how fixed and dedicated they are towards achieving their dreams. Right. Right. Having said that in today's time and age, at the career of an athlete has gone much beyond what exists on the field, if you go to see. If you uh, look at what you could not, you, you cannot really expect an athlete to know everything about like the business side of sports while he is so focused on training and look getting better on a daily basis to yeah. get better in a particular sport. Right. So this is where an athlete management firm plays a massive, massive impact to help the main things that we need to look at, Ole. Mm. One is in terms of the time management for athletes. Right. You, before you commit to certain activities outside the court, you the priority is their training. The priority is what they do on the field, the heart, sure. uh, the amount of sweat and tears that they shed out there. Yep. That is their primary focus. Right. The secondary aspect of things is where we talk about the, the business side of the athletes. Right. If you the just just take football as an example. Sure. Just the kind of advancements that football has undergone in the last two decades. Mm. You, today you are seeing Kylian Mbappe being one of the top paid athletes at the just at the age of 23 mm, yeah and you've had players like ronaldo messi who used to give it their all and like of course there's no taking credit from what mbappe is doing right now but right. just to draw the comparison just to draw the difference in terms of how times have changed in the last two right. decades right so the the business of sports has just expanded Sure. And that that in a way, that in a way can also act as a white noise for the athlete. Mm, the yeah. athletes can get, they can, uh, they can tend to get like, you know, kind of distracted from their goals. If you right. go to see in terms yep. of like, what, uh, what is their primary focus? And then comes the athlete management side of things where you need to boost their market presence you need to build their brand awareness right. you need to create the you need to create the noise about them in the market yeah. and that 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 uh, that really translates to the business side of things when you even have to talk about the transfers in football right. so the way the way it has grown and it is you can even say it has exploded in terms of the quantum that is coming in to the business side of things which could lead to a distraction for athletes. Right. And this is where athlete management firms play a pivotal role to keep the athletes grounded, to help them achieve their dreams, to take care of the business side of their careers right. while their entire focus is on the field. 
Yeah, and, and this is a good point too that you're talking about in terms of how things have changed, right? Over the last, you know, decade and like the last recent years too, you know, in terms of now, you know, the majority of income for professional athletes, it comes from outside, you know, it's not necessarily from their team or from the club. It's the, their sponsors, it's the things that is happening outside, right? And then, you know, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's how did these athletes, you know, ensuring that, you know, they're spending, as you were saying, enough time on, you know, performing in their sport, because at the end of the day, you know, if they don't perform in their sport, it doesn't, it will be a lot harder to get the money from outside anyways. Right. So it, it all kind of, you know, synchronizes and it all, you know, ties up into it. So it obviously proves the point of, you know, why, athlete management firms and like this, this support network, you know, whether, you know, it's from a firm or, or, you know, more internal, you know, this, this is an important part of, you know, a professional athlete's career and their, their success. I wanted, I wanted to move in as well, a little bit into, uh, as you were mentioning, you studied international sports law at Real Madrid graduate school in Spain, obviously saying you, you went a little, little bit back to India as well, but but talk a little about like how how has the program program helped you in your sport career? Like what are some key lessons you learned that that you bring with you with Vilay Sports and and what you're doing today? If I were to be honest, I have been a fan of the Real Madrid Football Club while growing up, and the kind of legacy and the the kind of name that it has when you, you know being one of the top football clubs in the world, having right. that recognition. That was one of the key pointers for me to look at and even consider Real Madrid graduate school. Right. Having said that, the, the second factor that I would say that helped me make this decision of choosing uh, Real Madrid graduate school for my master's program was because of the kind of content that was taught to the students mm. when it came to the courses. Right. The kind of exposure that the students got being at the uh, facilities, having the opportunities to go to various conferences. And the, the third most important thing is the kind of industry experts that used to come and share their insights in the classroom with sure. the kind of drive and energy that they used to come with having uh, they, they, some of the professors used to, they were uh, sports uh, code of uh, arbitration or sports uh, lawyers. Yep. And they used to finish that work. And with that same amount of drive and energy, they used to come and share their insights right. with the students. Yeah. Those key insights where, you know, it, you may have the smallest to the biggest questions, the way they used to patiently analyze and help you understand certain problems or help you. Uh, gain that sufficient knowledge in terms of how the sports industry is doing right now. What are the transitions? What are the certain? Uh, what are the present uh, insights that are taking place within the industry? Right. Those were very big learnings for me. Yeah, no, I can imagine that. That resulted in the inception of Villay Sports and played a crucial role because it gave me an opportunity. Ole, to mm. understand the fundamental cultural difference between right. what I saw growing up in India yeah. and having my experience over there during my master's in Spain. Absolutely. If I have to put it in simple terms, just to the, the one of the professors over there asked me a question like, why is cricket so big 
in India. Like, you know, why is that the pace of football not there? Right. I I had to simply look at my surroundings and I realized that, Professor, it's simple. While growing up, we are given a ball and a bat as kids right. to, per- and to, to uh, pass time. Yeah. And over here, the main thing that I see is every kid out there has a football growing up. Right, right. Nice. So the, it, it's the cultural difference that opens so much of doors for me. Right. And that's where I realized the kind of advancements that are taking place when it comes to certain sports like football. Right. When you're going to be comparing football in Spain versus football in India, sure. there is a there the the drive, the craze for the sport existed much earlier and that played a massive influence for the amount of people who are uh, taking up sport, uh, football as a career out there. Yep. Now, if you have to look at it in India, you can say the same thing when it comes to the sport of cricket. Right. India is the hub when it comes to cricket and right yep. now, IPL, it has become the Indian Premier League. It's a cricket, it's a commercial cricket league. Right. Which has become which has become the second most valued league sporting league in the world. Mm. So this is a clear indication about like what has existed historically, culturally within the society, right. and how the society appreciates certain sports. Yeah. So those learnings have helped me and have enabled me to have that understanding, gain that sufficient knowledge, and took those learnings into India and you can easily, easily you can uplift any person's career when it comes to India with the right kind of support, the right kind of infrastructure, the right kind of coaching, the mm-hmm. right kind of, even in today's time, the most important thing is mental coaching. Right. I think those uh, fundamental support, if that can be provided, you're going to you're, you're going to see a lot more accolades when it comes to uh, sportsmen not just in india but globally yeah no for sure it makes make, it makes a lot of sense and of course every market you know has their preferred sports their uh, you know things that they excel at you know uh, obviously looking at norway i mean like we're big at winter sports it's there's never a competition <laughs> that we don't win practically almost you know but but the, regardless of that of course you know it's important to to look at it, you know, from a business side, right, of like how this is, you know, turning into profits, how it's, you know, building the community. But but I, I really like the analogy of, you know, saying, what did you get when you grow up, right? When you were a kid, like, what was the thing that was given to you, right? Was it a, what is a football? Was it a bat and a cricket ball? Like, what was it, right? And all these things have a big part into, you know, how can I say, showcasing the, the, the country's passion for sport, like, what is the perhaps the number one sport that is happening there. So uh, obviously I wanted to talk a little bit about, you know, one of the athletes that you manage is professional racer Atarva uh, Desai. And how did this partnership start? And like, what are some ways that you are managing this athlete? I know I know we have like some relationship here nonetheless, but I just, I just think it's an interesting question. And I think it's important for, you know, those that are kind of trying to understand more of this career opportunities of like, okay, Let's use a real life, you know, athlete example. Like, how do you, how do you, how did this, you know, come to life? And what are some ways that you're managing this this athlete? Right. So when it comes to Atharva, we identified his talent last year. 
and he is a graduate from the prestigious Arden Motor School Academy, which is in the UK. He is uh, Atharva is one of the few Indian race Indian origin racers who have taken up the sport professionally and is looking to make a mark and he he is aspiring he's currently a professional formula 3 racer at the moment and mm -hmm. he is aspiring to become a formula 1 racer someday so for him to get into that setup to uh, get to that aspect we did our own dil dil diligence yeah in yep. terms of identifying what are his racing statistics at what are like you know the commendable feats that he had in terms of getting to where he was until last year where we had had the formal discussion with him as well as his father and that's where we realized okay he is a highly talented athlete it's just that if you look at motorsports it is one of the most capital intensive sports out there mm. and this again falls into the earlier one of the earlier questions that you had asked like how can an athlete management firm help or enable an athlete to get to that certain right. aspect right so we are we are looking after his commercial uh, requirements at the moment whereby by providing by having and facilitating partnerships for him and sponsorships that will give him that extra edge to have a seat to race for right exactly. so this is one of the key key uh, uh, areas that we are supporting Atharva with right now. The other aspect, if you look at it, when it comes to athletes in motorsports, you resonate with them when it comes to their brand. Mm -hmm. There is something called as the brand for an athlete. You do not recognize any athlete globally when it comes to, you do not recognize them by their full name. There is a brand associated with them. Right. So for Atharva, he has this brand called A4R, Atharva for Racing. Yeah. That is what we are trying to churn and create an awareness and interest in the market to develop certain partnerships for him and build up his PR. That's that, that's awesome. And and yeah, I mean, like as you were talking about, you know, it's 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 not just about, you know. As you were saying, you were doing your due diligence as well on the athlete, you know, making sure that you find a good fit. And and talk a little about that due diligence, not not just in terms of, I guess, uh, from a statistical standpoint, but also like, you know, values person that Atarva is, you know, because I assume that's equally important as as you know, their their skills on and off the field. I think you have rightly uh, put it, uh, Ole. So when it comes to recognizing and having that uh, in, uh, initial discussion with the athletes, we, uh, as a, in as a athlete management firm, we are in a position to identify and try and see, okay, but given our experience in the, our small years of experience in the field, I would say. Sure. We are still learning. Uh, we can easily identify in terms of, okay, what is the athlete's real requirement mm. and how do we try and match that requirement with his interest? Right. And if you look at Atharva, he is, he is such a humble and such a nice person to interact with. Right. And 
in spite of in spite of understanding the hardships that exist and the challenges that exist in the sport he is so focused on uh, having only his racing side of things taken care of and yeah. the kind of he the the way he has uh, given that trust to an organization to us there's a lot the relationship works on the fundamental principle of trust 100% and you know it's not every day where you can have a athlete who have an athlete who can completely recognize that right so he's so focused on his racing where he's enabling himself that uh, you know he has to be on the track where we look at cater to all his needs outside the track right so the and the other aspect that i must tell you ole there how much ever statistics that you have presented in front of you how much ever data how much ever accolades the achievements whatever is there sure. at the end of the day you you should also trust your gut when you are about to sign a client. and that plays a huge huge factor because there are circumstances which you can control and there are there are some things where you you know you have to understand and say okay you you identified you identified the pros the cons you you mapped it out everything you have the data in front of you yeah but ultimately you need to you need to have that uh, you need to take a decision right so that decision is what we have also taken with atharva yeah and oh, we truly sure. we truly believe in his capabilities when it comes to what lies on the track right and i think if i can just enhance in in enhance some more about the partnership that we have ongoing with sporting global sure sure this is an innovative and a, the way i would uh, say it in your words earlier you said it's a one of a kind partnership when we were discussing yeah. simply because not just not just the partnership being innovative it is also educative mm. so the idea is that when it comes to the sporting industry there is limited information that exists there is information that is passed down for your peers you learn from the ex coaches or ex players that is the knowledge that you are able to ingrain to yourself yeah but then a platform like a sporting global uh, sports professional platform yeah. where you get the opportunity to network within the people in the industry where people are so curious and have that passion to learn more about different aspects of sport right. i think that is going to play a a huge ro role not just in terms of boosting atharva's career but in terms of sporting global and having that uh, engagement with an international firm like vile sports right. this international partnership in itself is a clear indication to the kind of opportunities that it can create within the sporting community so right. the so that is a fantastic <laughs> uh, approach that we have taken and we are like i know we have just kick started the partnership but we are really looking forward to the kind of content that is going to be coming out on your platform likewise you know it's exciting to have you guys part of it and i appreciate of course your 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 kind words about the platform and the partnership and and i think it's important what you talked about as well when you were kind of you know talking about these partnerships and these uh you know collaborations with athletes brands whatever it might be or or sponsorships right where at the end of the day you know there is this this factor of trust right and this factor of 
trust and gut feeling that has to be there. And I think trust is like a very critical part in everything that you do. Uh, and, and, you know, making those decisions, it's like there has to be a mutual trust there. And, and speaking of kind of, you know, we're about to run out of time here. So I just want to make sure we cover the last questions. And the last, the last thing I just wanted to cover, like, you know, we touched a lot upon your journey, a little bit about, you know, athlete management firms, like how your journey works with, with in this regard, how we're working on a specific athlete and the way you manage that. So lastly here, like what tips do you have, you know, for students looking to get a career in sports, maybe working with athletes and athlete management, what they, what, what, what tips would you give them? This is an uh, interesting uh, question, Ole. So if, uh, if I have to put forth a fact before you today, sure. according to uh, certain research reports, the sports industry is on its way to cross $650 billion by the end of 2025. Having said that, that it clearly indicates the amount of opportunities and the massive, massive impact that it's going to have for youngsters when, they're, when they have to make that decision. It's not at all an easy decision for you to identify, okay, whether you are passionate about be it in, to be a lawyer, to be a doctor, or even to take a step in the sports industry. Sure. Times have changed and we need to encourage more students to take up sports, uh, to or at least offer the opportunity to take up sports right. as a career. Because if you if you go to see like sports is part of any school in any uh, colleges, it's 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 an integral part over there. Sure. The only difference is that how much of it do you really want to take it up seriously? Yeah. And like uh, I think that those uh, times have changed where it's no longer just a pastime where you know you just go out and play where you. you Students or anyone in who is young, they get that uh, that feeling that okay, look, I'm 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 really good at it when it comes to sports, so why not give it a shot? Right. I would definitely encourage youngsters who are highly passionate when it comes to any sport of their liking. There's no limitations on that. Mm -hmm. To at least give it a chance in terms of understanding what are the kind of opportunities that exist because. In the sports industry today, it's no longer just the case where it's a young generation that wants to uh, wants to enter the industry. Sure. Sure. So there is opportunities even for the older generations to have a to have a uh, chance at the at any given sporting uh, level. Sure. You can if you have to look at it, it's not just in terms of what happens on the field. It is also the sporting aspect of any athlete. If I if I have to just put the rephrase this, sure. Athletes, no successful athlete till today has done it himself or herself. Right. There has always been a constant team, a constant support. There has been an environment that they have been exposed to to be at the pinnacle. Right. Right. That's where you know youngsters need to understand that. Okay, like you know, even while growing up. You, your talent is not just restricted to the sport your he or she is good at. You can also try and understand, okay, the business side of the sport yeah. is massive. The yeah. legal side is very big. 
and yes like you know the organizational aspect of sports is something that is so much of fun if you have to look at it because sports today is the biggest form of entertainment and will be the biggest form of entertainment 100% well i think with that siddharth i would like to thank you so much for for taking the time you know for sharing some great tips some great insights about your career what you're working on and a lot of cool things happening in the sport industry moving forward if there's one thing you know we can finalize with is that there's a lot of opportunities in the sport industry whether that's as an athlete or as a sport professional business professional there's a lot of opportunities just got to go out there you know seek it utilizing platforms and communities to help you including sporting global obviously uh, and with that of course sidar thank you so much for taking the time and for those of you that have been here all the way at the end you know make sure to like the video subscribe as well so we get weekly tips from leaders like sidar every week every week they will share tips insights with you so make sure to do that so you don't miss out you know really to take on that uh, notification bell as well you know so you get reminded every time we release a video and of course if you haven't joined the sporting global community make sure to sign up for free at sportingglobal.com and of course check out some amazing courses that you can learn at a very affordable price at academy.sportingglobal.com so check that out and with that of course siddharth uh one last thing here that we have to do before we wrap up uh, it's it's kind of like a podcast tradition you know that we have here and and that's you you might know it at this point but uh you know for 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 nonetheless we have to i have to teach you a little bit norwegian before we wrap up oh i'd be glad to learn it <laughs> yeah so with every video we do we always finish with the snuckes which means see you later in norwegian so that's what you have to say okay let me give it a shot sure we snuckes There you go. Easy. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much to that. Have a good one. And as always, please not kiss. Bye-bye. Please not kiss.